listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Joel and Nikki and Kyrie, we're here until midnight. Then it's Sports Center all night on 98.7 ESPN. Charlie Grantham is my special guest. I've known Charlie for boom, 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 years. <laughs> I've known him quite a while. And he's got some interesting thoughts on how we can bring baseball together in time for you to have kind of a season. So I'm very curious to hear what he's got to say tonight. He's a former uh, president of the NBA Players Association. He knows about negotiations, so we can talk about basketball money and we can talk about football money and we can talk about baseball money so that's what we're going to do inside this edition of espn new york tonight also i'll give you my thoughts on the latest with major league baseball because they are shrinking your season <laughs> i mean we went from 82 players wanted to give you 114 maybe i'm seeing 48 <laughs> Oh, it's interesting. We'll talk about that inside this edition of ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. But I have to acknowledge, before we get started with the show, the going home ceremonies for Mr. George Floyd today. And what I will say to you about that, with all the the music and all the speeches and, and everything that was done, was done very well, by the way. For me, the most impactful moment was everybody standing for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And we've seen the video. We've heard the comments. But ladies and gentlemen, eight minutes and 46 seconds is a long time. And that's all I could think about was how long eight minutes and 46 seconds were. Obviously, to Mr. Floyd, it was an eternity. But just thinking about being in that position for that long was something that I really took away from that homegoing ceremony. There will be others until Mr. Floyd's final resting place in Houston on Tuesday. But I just had to acknowledge what that meant to me and how I just kept replaying that video in my mind during that eight minutes and 46 seconds that everybody stood to remember him near the end of that homegoing service today. And once again, as I said, this doesn't diminish all the fine words that were said. It doesn't diminish the great singing. It doesn't diminish the family's remembrances. It doesn't diminish that at all for me. I I found out some things. I was, you know, it was it was nicely done. The 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 family remembrances were great. It put a different spin on who Mr. Floyd was. But honestly, for me, the eight minutes and 46 seconds was just unbelievable. It was unbelievable. 
So I had to share that with you because, you know, we talk about things like that on this show. That That's our little family thing that we do. We share with each other our feelings and our emotions and our frustrations and our concerns. And that was <laughs> that was rough. Got to tell you, that was rough. Let's awkwardly move on, right? And talk a little bit about what's going on with Major League Baseball and how we're trying to see about getting some part of a season together. And to be honest with you, there's some pressure on baseball here, right? You've got the NBA, that which we'll talk about in top stories at the top of the hour. You've got the NBA that definitely approved the 22-team return, so that's locked in, okay? It's just a matter of locking in dates and everything. You've got the NHL who's locked in their 24-game, 24-team return, right? And that's locked in with a date to be determined. And here's baseball, who still can't get out of their own way, who's still trying to figure out how we can get this money together, who's still trying to go back and forth and say, well, okay, the players said this and the union said that, and now the union said they weren't talking, but they did do a counterproposal, and now the owners are like, uh, we're not doing that. Not at all. So when we when last we joined them, the union on Sunday made a counterproposal to MLB that would call for a 114-game season and no cutbacks in the prorated pay. Remember, they had agreed on an 82-game season. The pay would be cut 50% and cut in half. And then the owners countered and said, look, 40% of our salary comes from the fans. So we can't pay you what we agreed to pay you. That's not not going to work. And that's when the, the originally uh, the player said, no, we're done. We're not talking. But they did come back and they called for a 114 game season and no cut no cutbacks in prorated pay. MLB said, well, we're not going to have either of those concepts, even though we were going to have the 82 game season that could conclude in September with the playoffs traditionally in October because of, you know, the idea of the coronavirus possibly coming back a second wave as we're hearing. So that's why the union was planned call for the regular season to end in October playoffs in November. But here's the thing. These negotiations, as they usually do when it comes to money, right? have gotten more tense. And so now MLB is talking, get this, of a possible current concept which would call for a regular season of 40 to 60 games, maybe figuring 48 to 54. So here's what the here's what they are offering the union. You get a choice of two months of games at a full prorated pay, which will be 50%, or three months worth of games at potentially more money overall, but not at 50%. (laughs) All right? So you're possibly looking at a deal where there would be over a 40% salary pay cut for the players. Over 40% and less games. I just, I, I, 
the more they talk, the more I feel like Buster Olney. And Buster Olney has been on a number of shows on this station. And he continues to give you that, I'm really concerned that there's going to be no baseball. And understand this, the owners and the players realize what that could mean. I mean, think of them really trying to find a way to get money together just for a schedule to show games. All right? And if they have no games this year, after being in a situation not that long ago where you had no games and no World Series, no World Series, you had wars and had World Series, but because of money, there was no World Series. And there have been a number of fans who have not forgotten that and have really turned their eyes away from baseball. So Major League Baseball has got to be very careful here. Okay, they really do. They need to come up with a proposal. And it's easy for me to say, right? But they really need to come up with a proposal so that there's a way to get some games in. I'm curious, if there was a 48 to 54 game season, a 40 to 60 game season, would you consider that as fans enough to prove worthy of a World Series champion this season? You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Larry, how you doing? Doing great, Carlos. What's up? Well, like I said the other night, I was complimenting the people that uh, got me well from um, from uh, Albert Einstein Hospital in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. So that was something that was big for me. Mm-hmm. I did recover from my sickness and feeling much better these days. I'm actually here at work tonight, as Excellent. usual, like I did the other night. So everything's good. Um, okay. The owners, okay? I was listening to Chris Garland earlier tonight, and I think Chris has quite a point. Yankees didn't win the World Series in 81. Not too thrilled about that. Very angry. That's number one. Mm-hmm. You got these owners coming in, saying, oh, we're going to pay them for 60 games. And so, Now, not in this case. Get, up, get, get them going in for July. Make sure they have enough games in because anything less than that, it's not worth any of these owners do, uh, being, being a team owner at all, as far as I'm concerned. So, Carlos, are you telling me that you think that the owners ultimately don't want baseball, that they would really save money by not having a season? Something like that. Mm. I think you also deal with the fact that these players, hey, they're getting paid a hell of a lot of money right as we speak now, which is true. Mm-hmm. And even in the owners, they, they're already getting their money regardless. They're doing other things with respect to that. Well, I understand that. But with respect to the players, they just want to make sure they get their piece of the pie which yeah. is the truth. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that with Chris Carlin, he was making a point. Mm-hmm. And I made a point to tweet him on uh, on Twitter, let him know, listen, that was quite a, that's quite a thing you were saying. So I agree with it. And like I said, these owners better get their butts in gear so they can get this, ga- this game going for summer 2020. I hear you, Carlos. Thanks for the call and continue to recover well, my friends. Good to have you back uh, at work. Listen, uh, baseball cannot afford to not play this year. 
It's the bottom line. It just can't. Under these conditions, with NBA and NHL on the precipice of returning, with adjusted seasons, and now you're going to give the you're going to give both NBA and NHL the opportunity to go further into your part of the season. No, 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 no. You need to come back. Doug's in Long Island. Hey, Doug, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry, how are you? I'm doing great, Doug. How are you, my friend? Good, good. I don't think, um, I really don't think they'll come back. I think they, you know, I think, and it's no disrespect to people that have accumulated a lot of wealth. I'm happy for them. But I think they believe that, forget it, you'll get over it. And when they come back, they'll be happy to see them. And they think that the players will get most of the, scuff behind not performing it's 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 just kind of crazy they're the most visible entities so people will look at them well i only make thirty thousand dollars you make two million well it's a different arena uh, you know a, a plastic surgeon makes more money than a uh, sanitation guy as well mm-hmm. so it, it, you know it's just the arena you're in and they expect the baseball players themselves to take the big hit you know, and, and so I don't know. I, I hope that that goes well. I hope we get baseball back. I hope they have at least 80 games. I think it would give people a little bit more opportunity to uh, prepare themselves and showcase themselves before the uh, postseason. And I'm happy about basketball coming back. I'm happy about hockey. I, I You know, it's going to be – everyone says it won't be a legitimate champion. Yes, it will. Everything will have a COVID-19 asterisk around it. You know, yeah. kids 100 years from now will learn that people played and fought through this and, you know, the George Lloyd situation. And it's just – you know, it's just there's just a lot of sadness and a lot of hopefulness that is there with us. And, uh, you know, I'm just hoping it all works well. And I think everyone on your station has done a great job with allowing people – event like myself, you know, about certain things and, and others, you know, as African-American male, I've seen a lot of great things with the ascension of things that my dad did and my brother did while running the Knicks. And, you know, but I've seen the other side of it too. I, I can remember being harassed and I can remember him being harassed, not told mm-hmm. to go into Garden City from Roosevelt, mm-hmm. you know, which is, sure. which is crazy. I mean, we talk about this all the time on the block that I grew up in on Roosevelt, Long Island, basically a one-square-mile town. John Mackey and his family lived behind us. Mm. Cheryl Lee Ralph, Chuck D. from Public Enemy next door to me, Eddie Murphy across the street, Dr. J. on the corner, Howard Stern around the corner. Didn't matter. You know, none of those guys could, you know, Dr. J. would talk, or Julius would talk about being pulled over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it happens. It's It's just... You know, people have told us to suck it up and be happy that we're here. You know, we built this country for free. Guys, my my Caucasian brothers and the African-Americans that don't know, think if you have a small business and for 10 years you could run it without paying your employees, how wealthy would you be? Mm. Wow. That's That's a heck of a thought, Doug. Wow. Yep. That's it. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. That's great perspective. We'll talk soon. 1-800-919-3776. 1-800-919-3776. Trey is in Brooklyn, Texas, and he's next on 98.7. Hey, T. Damn. Go back to Doug. Forget me. Wow. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's called education right there. Yes, indeed. That's why I ain't worried about no damn sports, Larry. We mm-hmm. going to get educated. We about to get right. Yep. 
it's time to, Larry, it's time to get right. Yeah, you're right. I'm doing, I'm doing my homework assignments because this is what I am assigned to do. This is my mm-hmm. job. Yes. So I you're doing very work. well, by the way. You know, although I did get, uh, you know, there, there, there was a, a professor emeritus that I spoke to about your work, but otherwise I'm giving you an A. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm giving I, you an A. Your professor think, emeritus, though, said he was going to reach out to you personally about some of your critiquing. So I'll let the professor emeritus <laughs> talk to you about that. Well, then I'll have to, I'll have to take that. I think, I, I think I know of who you speak. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You definitely do. All right. Yeah. All right. You ready to go to work, Larry? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Trey, we are going to the Garden State. We visited this hospital in New York a week or two ago. This time we're visiting this hospital in New Jersey at both the East Orange campus and the Lions campus in Lions, New Jersey. That is the VA New Jersey health care system, the VA hospitals. And we talk about uh, all the fine work of all the hospitals that we have shouted out, Trey. But, you know, when you talk about veterans and you talk about what they've done to uh, respect our country and serve our country so that we have the freedoms of protest, the freedom to speak, the freedom of all, all the some of the things that we're discussing about today. Right. Um, right. And you understand some of the illnesses that they have had in the line of duty that make them even more susceptible to the COVID-19 virus and the pandemic. And so this is even a bigger challenge for the folks who serve our veterans and help them out. So we wanted to take this opportunity uh, to salute the Veterans Hospital in New Jersey. And another salute we want to do, uh, Trey, is to salute the drivers who deliver our stuff, be it our pizza, be right. it our uh, orders because the stores were closed, be it our groceries, whatever it was. We are also saluting drivers today, delivery folks who have put their lives on the line as well, even though they may be dropping it at the door. <laughs> it still doesn't matter. Going to it work. doesn't matter. They're going to work they're there every day, putting their lives on the line. So we want to continue to salute the healthcare folks, but we also want to throw in all delivery folks today as well. Here, here, I second that, man. They're as vital as the people that make the food. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Without, without them, without, without, without them, how they go get it? That's right. You're right. You know, it's they very don't. important. As, as been, Larry, that's a very big shout out. And plus, it hits me twice because my dad drives trucks in Jersey and he is a veteran. A oh, proud there veteran. You go. So, yes, he is. So that, so that is, so, so that is, that is definitely hitting home for me. So Excellent. we're going to go to Southampton tonight. We're going to go to oh. Stony Brook, Southampton Hospital. Um, so it's, it's a small hospital, but they're doing great things out there, Larry. Yes, so they are. we wanted to lift them up tonight and let them know that we're thinking about them. Anybody that's out there listening, I know they open, so they out there. And I just want y'all to know that we appreciate everything that y'all do just, just so we could chop it up with Larry for a couple of hours, man. I mean, and Carla and the rest of the fellas and ladies at the station, this is what we love to do. It's like a passion. You know what I mean? So thank y'all for allowing us. To, to, to spread that, you know what I mean? So all that hard work that y'all doing is not in vain. We see you. We love you. We're going to keep you protected. Just keep us protected, and, and we're going to get through this together. So we want to shout them out tonight and let them know that we're thinking about them because Definitely. they're doing great work. Yes, indeed. All right. Who we got all tonight, right, so, uh, young man? What, what, what film are you breaking down today? 
All right, so this was quick. I'll be quick because I want to talk about everything else that's going on to do. This will be quick. Anthony okay. Edwards, he's Dennis Smith Jr. He's a taller Dennis Smith Jr. We done, gonna, done. Move on. Moving on. Moving <laughs> on. Move on. I'm oh straight. This cat don't play oh. no defense. This oh. cat ain't got no defensive IQ. Trey, Trey, Trey. You, said said, he, you already said that. You said he was a bigger than the Smith Jr. You, had to, you don't have to expound. Bruh. We've seen that. We know. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> I, hey. And, and then I heard the fellas talking about him this morning on the morning show. They, they, he, and, and, and they have him projected to be a top three pick. Now, Dennis Smith was pick ninth. But I mean, top three, Larry. When you get a minute, when you and your queen not doing nothing, Larry, I want you to go and look at the tape. He okay. will dunk on you from anywhere on the floor. He is an athlete, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We don't need that right now. <laughs> we don't need that. That Larry, Larry, Miss Jeanette will send you to the store, Larry, and then Just today. And for one thing, <laughs> for one thing, and then you come out with a whole bunch of other stuff. And you wasn't supposed to get that. More than I can tell you. So you, we don't need that. I just need you to go and get the onions. Don't come back with all this crazy stuff, pistachios and all that wild stuff. Go get what I asked you to get. We need a point guard. And if it breaks down and then they want to trade for Chris Paul and do all that craziness, then you go get James Wiseman or Obi. And then you backdoor, use one of the Dallas picks, Get that kid from Kentucky because I sat there on tape and watched that kid give uh-huh. the fake Dennis Smith Jr. the business stuff last night. Uh, Larry, he is a six-five Dennis Smith Jr. with a better jump shot. I'm We're telling good. you, and Larry, good. you go look at the tape. New no, York, go right. look at the tape. It's on no, YouTube. I watch right. it. Okay, all right. He, we'll see. Larry, I'm just, oh, Larry. But anyway, real quick, I know you're up against you. got to go to commercial and everything. Mm-hmm. I pay the bill. Larry. I don't need Drew Brees to John Rocker me to death. What is he going to say next, Larry? He got a color TV, got a got a pair of black cowboy boots. Come on, bro, we good. You said how you really felt. I like mm-hmm. what, I like what Michael K said earlier. The first thing that came out your mouth. That's how you feel. Yeah. We good. Yeah. No, no apology needed. No, no retraction necessary. And I'm done with all the. And I'm done with all the statement, Larry. I'm good. Yeah. We're getting away from the message here. The yeah. message is four felony convictions. That mm-hmm. is the message, ladies and gentlemen. Do not be duped by anybody else. Four felony convictions is what we are looking for. Put the fours in the air like Rick Flair and them used to do with the four horsemen. Because that's, that's what we're looking for. We yeah. want four felony convictions, and that's it. I don't want apologies from Drew Brees or messages from James Dolan. Just worry about the draft, James. That's what you need to do. Do You stay focused. We got the street. We good. We're going to figure this out for George Ford and his family. We're going to figure this out for Tamir, for Trayvon Martin, and everybody else, too. We're we getting there, Larry, but we got to keep pushing. Yep. Don't let the message get diluted with trash. We good. Drew Brees, have a good, have a good one. You'll be dealt with. Hey, you're good. Love you. Love all the things you're doing down there in New Orleans. We're good. We're going to handle our business, Larry. That's all I had to say about that. And don't John Rocker me to death. Yeah, I hear you. All right, Trey. Thanks for your call, My man. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>